We give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank you, Father God. Lord and our King, when we sing with Leah Crown, when will that be? And the Bible says, And the Lord will descend from heaven with the voice of an archangel. And the angel of the Lord shall blow the trumpet. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And those who are left behind will be taken, translated and be caught up in the twinkle of an eye. And we shall be together with him in the heavens. And then Revelations 18 to 19 tells us, And there shall be a war, and he shall lead his army. And we all shall be with the holy angels of God in the last battle. And then the Babylon the great will be overtaken. And the Lord Jesus will spew fire out of his mouth and he will destroy this planet. And then he will build a new heaven and a new earth. Where all the saints of God... Those who have believed in Jesus, the Son of God, who have accepted Him as their Lord and Savior, will be given crown to reign, scepter to rule. And we shall take our crown and stand before the King of all kings. For we shall be kings and priests unto our God. And then this song shall be fulfilled when we shall lay our crown. When we will appreciate fully and understand completely without any hindrance how much the father had done for us by becoming flesh and we call him the son of God and how much he had done for us that he will put on our flesh and walk upon the earth for in those days the father the son and the spirit shall be one in one and there shall be no separation of them anymore and then the whole world would know that he who is the Almighty, he is the same who is the Son, and he is the same who is the Spirit. And we shall worship him. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name for who you are. We thank you for your transcendent power and the privilege of knowing you. Today, Lord, we lift up our voices together. Join all the saints of God on earth. And all the angels of heaven, the cherubs and the seraphs, to say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are, and they were created. We bless and glorify Thee. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Amen and amen. Before you sit down, I want us to pray for the youth convention. During the week, a prayer came on and on. Pastor um, Oyedipo Woman. Pastor Ola <laughs> Let the prayer. And I believe very much, I felt with my spirit for the fall that many of us may not understand that when God begins to speak through different people the same thing, it's because God wanted to call your attention to it. And the prayer is about our children. And why would God be praying about this, leading us to pray about this? The youth convention starts 
officially on Tuesday. And throughout this week, a lot of activities will be going on in our church global. Because all our youth in India cannot wait for it. All our youth in Africa cannot wait for it. We have been contacted by some of our youth in America. When we say youth, we are not talking about um, children as people think because our youth band goes to 30, 35 from the age of 12 to 35. And we are talking about youths who are over 25 in CFT to their 30. Some of them are almost CEOs. Some of them have become senior partners in their organization. Some of them are directors in big conglomerates. And these are the constituents of the youths. So that when we talk about youths, you are not talking about boys or girls. We are talking about both young and, you know, reasonable people in society. And the prayer is this, and I want us to pray it. If the devil cannot get the fathers, he goes for the children. He goes for their sons and daughters. But I vow to the Lord, with the last drop of my blood, I will make sure CFT frustrates Satan in every continent of the globe. I will together now. No more sleep on our eyes. If the word of God is true, which it is, we are the one who will prove it. I will together. In the book of Psalm 102, it says, In the beginning, verse 25, In the beginning you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are works of your hand. They perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them, and they will, they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. Why is God saying this? 28. He says, the children of your servants will live in your presence. All our children will live in the presence of God. By force, by fire. He says they are descendants. That is the children they are giving back to. Because we are now wedding them. We are naming their, their children. They are all giving back to children now. Those who are their senior youths. Their descendants will be established before you. We will not have any child of CFT church. Serve the devil. <laughs> You will not serve your slave. <laughs> because this is a militant church. You are, God has appointed over you <laughs> a man trained from the womb. Specially called to dislodge the paths of Satan across the globe. A man who understands the back end of the devil. And who cannot be overcome by the devil. Because... Of the living one. And I made up my mind. Satan will frustrate him. Your children will stand in the presence of God. Our grandchildren will stand in the presence of God. We are going to pray against anything the devil has sent against our children. Because we're, in the book of Revelation chapter, chapter, uh, 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 chapter 12. Yes, chapter, chapter 12. When the, when the, the dragon... Went for the child and the child was caught up. He went after the mother. The other scripture that we are going to pray, which comes from it, is this. 69 chapter of Psalm, verse 36. The children of his servant will inherit it. 
and those who love his name will dwell there. And what is God talking about? Verse 34 says, Let the heaven and earth praise him, <clears throat> the seas and all that moves that move in them. For God will save Zion, which is the church. God will save Zion and rebuild their cities, which is the church of the living God, the cities of Judah. The people will settle there and possess it. The children of his servants will inherit it. And those who love him, his name will serve. So we're going to pray against every force that are risen against our children. We will pray the forces of hell that have taken some of them. They walk through the air. They walk through human beings. Every association that can shipwreck our children, we will destroy it in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that whisper and deceive and dissuade and shipwreck will decree the fire of God and the wrath of heaven to stand against them. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Every child that has passed through Christ with tabernacle. Father, according to your holy word, you said the children of your servants will inherit it. Those who love his name will dwell therein. We decree to the soul and mind of all our children. All the relationship by men, human beings that Satan send out to woo and trap and entrap our children, let the wrath of God fall upon them. Destroy their strength, break their yoke, break their cord asunder. Be jealous of your land. We got the children from you. We dedicated them to you. We come against satanic power that is manipulating the heart and mind of youth in England, all over the world, wherever CFT is based. Those spirits that make young people think that they are in the right path, we are rather in the path of peril and regrets in their older age. We banish them from the midst of Christ with tabernacle. Our children shall dwell in the presence of Yahweh. Our children's children shall serve the God that we serve. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. Let God arise. Let his enemy be shattered. Let God arise. Let the enemy be shattered. You told us in the midnight today, you, you will reap what you sow. And you said that you will eat the harvest of your field. He said you will eat no... Your enemy will not take your labor anymore. Father, every move of Satan to rob us of our labor, let the anger of heaven rise against them and destroy their power, destroy their spell. The Bible says, I will destroy your witchcraft and you shall not cast spell anymore. Any one of our children under spell, Father, we attack the source of the spell. We destroy in the name of Jesus. We command the wrath of God to the source of the spell. Either man or spirit, in the name of Jesus, we attack them by the blood of the Lamb. We Slam them with the word of God. Lord, let there be deliverance in Zion. We break every yoke. We command body to be lifted. We decree the eyes of our children to be enlightened. Their mind to be renewed. Their heart to be restored. Their soul to be strengthened. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Acts 2, Salvation is for you and for your house, your children and your children's children. It is written in the book of Deuteronomy 29-29. It says the secret thing belong to God and things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. And so we call back the, the hair of our children. We call back the souls of our children. We call back the spirit of our children. We decree them establishing God. 
even in this month of, of August 2020, let there be restoration, let there be revelation, let there be restoration. They will dwell in our Judah, they will dwell in our Zion, the Zion of our God and the Judah of the Most our God shall be their God. They will go higher than us in the spiritual. Satan will not be able to destroy their career. The devil will not be able to dissuade their sight into vain things. Every institution, pray, every institution set up by the devil that come in the name of liberty and good, we command them to collapse. In this month of, of August, there will be division among them. And the Pandora's boxes shall be exposed all over the world. We break their connection and their control over all our children. Every spirit of gang, they will not prevail over our children. Our children shall be successful in God. They shall be successful in the things of this world. In the name of Jesus Christ, every spirit that brings sorrow, we banish them in the name of Jesus. We release the power of God to the liberty of all the youth. Pray for the youth in London. Pray for the youth in England. Every spirit Satan sent to manipulate the mind of youth that make them behave like mad people, we banish them, we bind them and cast them to hell. In the name of Jesus, we strip the mind of all youth in England, that they will encounter God, they will have revelation of our Lord Jesus. Let revival break out among the youths. Thank you, sovereign Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Please be seated. Today, I want to teach you briefly, but before I teach you, I want to talk to the youths. Today I want to teach you on the seven, seven things about heart, mind, and thoughts. I've been teaching you about the love for God. But let me talk to the youth before I speak. Can I say this to every youth that passed through this house? Everyone who has grown in this house. You have become, some of you men and women, and married and children also. Really, the definition of youth goes to the age of 50. I think it's taught from 49 to 0.9. So that when you hit 50, you are now no more a youth. You begin to, to climb the ladder because there's no middle age. You begin to climb the ladder of elders. And I want to say this to you. Of course, for us to be able to take care and have people of the same range and the same group of age together so that iron can sharpen iron. That's the reason why we have divided the youths from 12 to uh, 16 uh, so, and then you have those from A-levels to those who are in university. We put them together. Those who are in secondary school to the 12, we are together. And then we have those who have left university. If things go normal in England, at the age of 21, you should have had your first degree depending on whether you are born early in the year or late in the year. But maximum by then you do your second degree by the age of 22, 23. And that has happened to many youths in this church who listen. And by the age of 25, 24, 25, you are ready to be married because once you are graduated, you have a master's degree and you have a career, then the next thing for you to do to begin to think about is settlement. And one thing I thank God for, for members of the youths of this church, and I applaud those of you who are senior youths, who are over 25, 
to even from 24 to 30, 35. Every one of them have bought their houses. Even this very week, one of them, you know, wrote me and said, Apostle, you know, I thank God. I said, what? <laughs> she said to me that she, she, just, she just, you know, bought a house. Because when they came to me, they want to marry. I told them, don't lavish your money over marriage unless if you have a lot or you have helpers. Your first priority is where will you and your husband or wife live. And I thank God for COVID. Because in the past, before COVID came, is it COVID I thank God for? No, I don't thank God for COVID. I thank God for lockdown. Not COVID. I don't thank God for COVID. Because for COVID, we will chase him out of America in this month of February, uh, August. We will chase. I want to help you. I want to take you into a different level. And you have been, you have been, we have been together over the prayer now 129 days. And now we are shifting. I'm shifting you to the place of Oracle. And you are seeing, you have seen manifestations, but now you will be, you'll be seeing targeted prayer and results. That's what I'm taking you to. Where you have encounters of angels, angels will speak to you. You know, I told you on the midnight today when we had the prayer at 12, we have this prayer at 12 now for seven days, uh, you know, within this week. And I told you, you will begin to have encounters of visitation of angels. And, you know, if you are very committed and curious, the Lord Jesus will appear to you within this season. But you see, I thank God for those youths that they have been very obedient. And because they have been obedient, they did not play smart. They are living to tell stories because at the age of 25, 24, uh, 25, 27, 20, 30, they have achieved a lot. What some of us who are their parents could not achieve until the age of 45, 50. And the salaries that they are earning is carried. When the 12 tell me, ah, I want, I've got just another job, oh, I've just got a promotion, it's very, very scary. I, I look at myself and I, I give God glory. I have enough to thank God for than to sorrow, even if sorrow happens. Do you understand? Because of the youth of this church. But at the same time, as they are growing in career, they are growing spiritually. I was in their meeting, their last youth meeting, they didn't know it, but their coordinator knew it. All your discussion I was listening to, because I was not the one, uh, uh, you know, I, I hosted you, but I, I, I got off my, my video so that you didn't know I was there, so that you can be free to be yourself. But I was with you in yourself. Amen. And I was very much thrilled. I have the video of that meeting. The contribution that is coming out from the mouth of youth of various ages. During this week, I'm going to showcase some youths through the Zoom because our meeting is Zoom. You know, before I preach, I will get some youths which I'm preparing. The youth coordinator doesn't know about these ones. I selected these youths myself who will just share briefly with you from different ages before I preach. I'm so happy with, you know, how you are going and I'm so happy that Satan is jealous of you. But I want to tell you this. For those of you who are with me and listen to me, you will recognize that your obedience paid. Because if you look at some of your mates, you have left them behind too far. In England, where they say that children are promiscuous and stuff, there is none of you that I regret over. Because you are obedient. And that tells you that you must be obedient to the end of your life. Even when you become fathers, we are still your own father. 
There was a time you had queen, and there's another queen they call queen mother. But queen will never get before queen mother and think that she is the mother of the queen mother. No, 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 no. When people tell queen something and queen will say, I am the queen, when she gets before her mother, she can't say that. Because the queen mother will say that you lived here. This is where you came from. And you must know this, that it is the order of God. Because you, a good number of you, are having children and you are understanding what that means. I will say to you, throughout this week, I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to fire you up. I'm going to toast you, put you in fire, roast you hard, so that no fire can consume you. By the time I finish with you this week, you will see what will happen to you in the spiritual power of the living God. Because when I was the age of many of you, from the age of nine, I began to have encounters of angels. At the age of 10, 11, Jesus appeared to me. Up till today, I still have the encounters which many ministers don't have. And the Lord is still appearing to me up till now. I will call that true religion. Because every one of you God gave me. God created you all. And when he created me, he brought you out of my loins. That he's sending me to the earth so that I can mentor every member of this household globally. So that you will fulfill your spiritual destiny. And there is no power that can stop you because no power can stop me. And I lived it among you. I showed it to you. I don't only boast in God. You see it in me. Manifest. Manifest. Come rain, come sunshine. Apostle is going on. There is no such a thing that I'm tired when it comes to God. You have seen me live it. I have perfect health also, which is a promise for obedience. It is easy, easier to sin and to live in sin than to live in godliness. I would get that. To live in godliness is grace. Once you turn your heart to the Father, that's all. The Father helps you. But if you turn your heart away from the Father, then Satan will, will, will munch on you. And every one of you must know this in your heart. That God has a great destiny for this house. And you use of this house. You are the one that God will use to bring the destiny. It was Moses who saw God. It was Moses who brought them out of Egypt. But it was Joshua who took them into Canaan. So God will bring people like us who are your parents as pioneers. And in England, we stand clear. Apostle William stands shoulder high and neck tall in the globe on earth. No one can smear me with any mess. The devil has smeared many ministers. It cannot happen. Unto whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The eyes that have seen the Lord Jesus, the eyes that have seen angels, the eyes that have been to heaven several times, the eyes, the feet that have stood in the presence of the Father in the throne room a number of times, cannot come back to the earth and get himself entangled with the things of the world, knowing fully well that Satan set up many things just to shipwreck destiny of people and bring them into regret in life. And I will show you the way to him. The one who created the heavens and the earth. And you must follow me strictly. Let my life be an example to you. The success apostle does not have is the success I did not decide to have. 
I will be getting them. And I believe, I trust every one of you. I trust you so much that in a short time I will sit down and you will be doing what I'm doing now. I will not die before you manifest. You are manifesting from now. I will sit down and we will see you carry on the, the baton and run the race and take over nations and subdue the nation. Especially we who are in England. Members of parliament will be raised from among you. Members of house of lords will be raised among you. Someone said to me, Apostle, I see in the house of lords. I think that is the lords of God. The house of lords of heaven. I am there. If they invite me to the house of lords on earth, I will not have time. Because the work is increasing. I will be together now. Because I know that when God takes decision over nations, He considers me sometime and says, Shall we not reveal to Alfred Williams what we're about to do in this nation? And I speak those things before you and date and time. They happen. Because I sit in the council of the Father, He had privileged me sometime. And you too will. Because the gene of the Father is in the children. And so, I want to say this to you. Be very, very careful about the cobwebs of Satan, about relationship. None of you who is not engaged for marriage should go and engage somebody and then come back to say that this is the person I want to marry. That is the wrong way. I told you, for me, I asked God first. Pray to God before I met anybody. And I met so many people and I said no, because they are not the one God revealed to me. They are beautiful, but beauty, you don't eat beauty when you marry. When you get, those who have been married now can tell me. Beauty is only, is only visible in marriage when there is godly character. You will hate a beautiful woman if that woman is godless. And you will hate a, a, a handsome man. He is tall and handsome. <laughs> if he is godless, you will, you will hate to be married. But once you put your head in it, that's it. So I want to say this to you. Don't go and get with any relationship. Don't let anyone deceive you. Any relationship that will take you from God is of the devil. Any relationship, whether a man or a woman, that will reduce your time of coming to fellowship. No straight that Satan sets you up. Don't give that relationship one minute. If you are growing older, it's irrelevant. You better grow older without a husband or wife and have peace than to put your head into relationship early and you live in regret for the rest of your life. Don't do that. I had trust from the devil, but I didn't, I didn't, when I was a young man, I told you. And when I was to marry my wife, I prayed until God took me to heaven and showed me the date I should marry. Come on now. You can do it. It's by seeking God. If you can get first degree, you can even pass a level. The same discipline to pass a level. You will seek God. You will get to heaven. It's easy. Salvation is the passport to enter heaven. Alright? Holy Ghost is the visa. So once you are saved, you have, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You can reach heaven. It's a matter of discipline. And turning your eyes to the right place. You are what you are today. Because you, in your early age, you turn your eyes towards the right direction. And I tell you this. If you turn your eyes the same way to God, five years, ten years, you will not regret it. You will be remembering Apostle Williams and you will be thanking God. When I'm gone, if Jesus tarries, I don't want to stay in this place for too long. I don't have been telling you this all the time because this place is nothing to me. My purpose for staying is you. 
when that purpose is fully formed and fulfilled. And the Lord tells me, you finish your work, I will announce it to you. And tell you that I finished my work now because I told you when angels showed me my work. And a time many years ago, 2007, it was 25%. I told you, the angels showed me my work, my book, 25%. So I'm going out. And it did open doors. God is real. It's not a fiction. The Holy Spirit is real. It's not a fiction. The power of the Most High is real. It is not a fiction. But no one gets it if you don't give him your commitment. You don't get God. You don't get nothing on earth unless what you commit to. Commit yourself to God. You will be the working God in the midst of man. Because God will be in you and with you. And people will know you'll be the one who spread the fragrance of God. I will together. Let me teach you, preach now. I, I just felt I should talk to the, the youths before you go into your, your, your convention. Don't worry if I don't teach. Let me, let me say, I won't teach you tonight, today. Let me just give you a brief. And in the, in the Sunday school in the evening, because I have now about 10, 15 minutes, in the Sunday school in the evening, we are going to look at the seven, seven, seven things about heart and mind. And when next Sunday... I will carry on on it because I told you from this Sunday we'll be looking at the power of imagination. Yes? Okay. Now for five minutes, let's see a few things. So for you, you, I celebrate you. I commend those of you who have been their leaders that you have been thorough good example to be followed. I'm proud of you anywhere under heaven. And I'm, I tell you that United Kingdom is in your shoulders. All these children who are victims of single parents and Satan abuse their mind. You are the one God will use to bring them back. Both boys and girls. You are the one. You will be used by God in everything. Spiritually and academically, intellectually. To help these children have focus in life. Especially, you know, the, 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 the black minority they are talking about. Black Lives Matter. I believe in Black Lives Matter, but I don't believe in the organization. That is doing it. I believe black life matter, and I believe that white life matter. I believe that Indians life matter. I believe that all men life matter. And I believe also, and you believe that, that according to the scripture, God loved the world, not the black. And I believe also that if black life matter, if anybody say black life matter, the only way you can say it is by showing me what you are doing for the black kids to get to the top. I am doing one. If anybody says black life matter, it's not to lead it's not to lead black people into confusion or lead black people into into useless way of appearance. Black life matter is to educate black people so that black people can can be executives in the city and make them behave well. So that black people are well behaved, well dressed, well cultured, not not getting them into dressing half naked. You say Black Lives Matter and you are encouraging black kids to, to go down the drain. That is not Black Lives Matter. That is Black Lives Matter. Anybody who says Black Lives Matter should show me, point your finger to a black kid that you have helped to rise through the ranks. And that is what Black Lives Matter is. Anything less than that is a devil. And we need to understand Satan comes in camouflage. Are we together now? If we are not in the policy, among the policy makers, we cannot change policies. 
Protests don't change policy, never in any country. Alright, it can give attention of people, and they have given attention now, but it's not attention we need because over the years they have been giving us attention and nothing happens through it. Why nothing happened through it is because the people who the government will assign to go and decide about black people, we are not there. So if we are not there, who will, who will decide for us? So the only way is that anybody tells me that black lives matter, I will ask him, what have you done practically to help a black kid who was born in a rundown area? A black kid who was born without a father? A black kid who, who, who was born among gangs? What have you done to raise them up so that they become responsible human citizens, human beings in, in, in the country? And that is what the gospel of Jesus is all about. Don't be carried about by deception of Satan. The Bible says that the devil camouflage himself, masquerade himself like angel of light. So are his messengers. Are we together now? None of you should be crazy about your color. God loved the world, my friend. Okay. I think for the youth, I put semicolon. Let's talk about heart, mind, and so. Really, that's what I've been talking about. Write this down. Several things that we're going to be looking at about your heart and mind and soul. Number one, your heart is your treasure house of good and evil thoughts. That's the first thing. I'm giving you this print in your, in your, today, tonight, in your home group. So if you can't write, don't worry. Just make sure you get the, you get the link. Pastor Tyler will put it on the conference call. I think what Pastor Fumi and uh, 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 Elder Charles, they will send it to your, uh, to your, your um, WhatsApp and email if you give them your email. If you haven't given, if we don't have your contact in this church, give it to us and we will be able to, to send those things to you. But I will run through it because time is gone. Number one, your heart is your treasure house of good and evil thoughts. Your thoughts, good and evil, come from your, your heart. Number two, your heart controls your mouth. The things you speak arise by function of your heart. So nobody can speak a careless word. Or a word, what I mean careless, I mean a word, it can be careless rather. But you cannot speak a word and say you didn't intend to say it. Word is different from thinking. Thinking can come without your control. But thoughts don't come without your control. Thinking happens in your realm of mind. I told you last Sunday. But thoughts come from your heart. Thoughts are opinions and policies that you have already made or formed. But your mind is a realm where all this thinking will happen before thoughts is generated. Number three, every imagination and thoughts come from your heart. That's what I've just explained to you. The first one, your heart is your treasure house of good and evil thoughts. Number two, your heart... Number three, every imagination and thoughts come from the heart. Number four... You have the power to control your thoughts. So when I say that you have the power to control your thoughts, 
It means that you have power over your heart. Wherever you steer your heart to, that's where your heart will go. Heart cannot control you. Number five, you have the power to control your speech. Let me read four again. Four is, you have the power to control your thoughts. And six, you have... And number seven, you will give account of every careless word that you speak. In other words, every careless word, word that you speak have consequences. As it is that every uh, conscious word you speak or good words you speak have consequences. When I open up this to you next Sunday, it will blow your minds. Those of you who come in tonight, it is good that really this is good. I think I begin to do this format so that in your, in your home group, you treat it tonight. We know tonight is victory night, but this is the victory we are going to look at. And then the following Sunday, I teach you deeply on what you read. Rather than the one that we have been doing that I teach you, then you go and discuss it. No, I will give you the message, you read it. You treat it in the, in the, in the in, in Sunday before, and Sunday we will explain it. If you look at all these things I'm telling you, I will, I, you will be blown up. When you look at the scriptures, and I give you scriptures about these things, and I begin to explain it to you, you will find out that intellectual reasoning just emanates from all this stuff. And you will find out that the things I'm teaching you is applicable to the spiritual. It is drawn from the spiritual, which is the Word of God. However, because the Word of God is perfect, it's written by God who created all things. So, whenever you look at the Word of God, and you find policies, issues, and information, those information is, is applicable to every sphere of life. No man, God did not create a man to be poor. God did not create a man to be unsuccessful. No. All human beings God created. He created them and gave them some acumen, some abilities. However, you find some people who, you know, just grow and they can't function. And I'll give you an example. You know that naturally in life, there are many people who don't have disability. They have hands and feet and they can walk. They are strong, good health and everything. But they are paupers. Because of just one thing. Laziness. Show me laziness. No. It has its root in the heart. It developed by a thought. And that thought goes into the mind. And the mind controls the action of the body. And so that person who is in his heart, is laziness, will discover that his mind will be coding him, all right, to just be lazy, to ignore things that it should be done at the right time it should be done. They will want to do it, but they will not do it. That is laziness. Wanting to do good things and not do it is laziness. Oh, I will do it tomorrow. Procrastination is laziness, function of laziness. Laziness has a lot of parties, allies who work together with him. But you see, that is a man. Perfect, good health, hands and feet, not blind. However, you have other men who are disabled. Maybe they are blind, so they are impaired. Maybe they are crippled in their legs, but their hands are working. Maybe they are 
crippled in their legs and their hands are not well developed. All manners of disabilities. And they are professors. They are doctors. They are lawyers. They are finance managers. Asset managers. Rich. Why is it that their physical disability did not impair or impede their success? It would think common, one would have thought, somebody who is disabled should be totally, you know, discouraged. How can I? Everybody has hands. I don't have. Everybody has eyes. I can't see. However, you saw someone who are disabled. And though physically they are impaired or they are disabled, but their soul, their heart is strong. Their success is great. And they will employ people who have hands and feet and pay them salaries. That tells you that God did not create anybody to be, to be poor. What happened to them is that they were able to follow some of these principles I'm teaching you. Though they may not be Christians, why can they do it? Because they are created in the image of God. They may, they are, anybody who is not born again does not have the likeness in him, but we are all image of God. And if people, by capitalizing on just the image of God, or image of God in them, or the imagery of God, and they can still fulfill the destiny God ordains for them. I wonder why Christians accuse Satan for not fulfilling destiny. Satan have no business with you when it comes to destiny. As a man thinketh in his heart, the Bible says so he is. If you think you are an intelligent person and you are thinking so to yourself all the time and confess it, your brain that look like dead will wake up. If you are so smart and you begin to think that you are useless, you will soon lose your smartness. Your heart is a treasure house. This is the reason why I, don't, I wouldn't worry or mind how long it would take me to deal with this stuff among you. Because I know if I get you into it and you really get it right, everything will fall in line. I will not have problem in my old age. Maybe I have flakes of snow on my head now. I don't think I'm old. I'm as young as you are. Maybe I will change my name to Yongi, poor Yongi Chu. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my God, thank you. Should I not stop talking? I will stop talking. But that is why last Sunday, all the scriptures where I came from, Matthew 24, 34 to 40, which the Bible calls the greatest command. It says, hearing that Jesus had silenced a Sadducee, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert of the law, tested Jesus with his, this question. Teacher, which is the greatest command in law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest command. And verse 39 says, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, all the law and prophets hang on these two commands. That is that these two commands is the bedrock of law. You know something? I think you will permit me to be foolish a little bit. In the sense that Paul said, when I explained that last line to you, 
we will talk of law. If you are not a lawyer, you will know law. When I will teach that, that last part. Because if, that's, if Jesus said it, it means it's true. Alright? And we validate that statement by looking into all fields of law. I will do that in a brief time. Not, you don't have to. It's not something that will take you years or months. No. I will introduce to all fields of law. And you will recognize that even one of the greatest law principles when it was to be made and the law of that time was to be changed the justice who came with that dictum quoted jesus christ this very scripture is called neighborhood principle but if you look at why is it that it's a lawyer who is asking question look at luke 10 28 25 to 28 on another occasion an expert in the law these guys are experts in the law stood up and tested Jesus. Because in those days, those who are lawyers and doctors, they are, they are worshipped and adored. Of course, accountant too, because you have this accountant, tough accountant, <laughs> the task collector. But they hated them. They hated the task collector. But they loved lawyers and doctors. So he said, teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You know, a lawyer, when a lawyer speaks, he knows what he's saying. Because lawyers are taught... Not to use some words unless you understand the meaning of the words. Because what you say is what, you know, you'll be taken by. You cannot use the word and say, oh, I didn't mean this. And the word that is interesting in law is, is this. What must? It didn't say, what may I do? May is different from must. Or what can I do? is different from must do. If you use the word may or can, it means that you can have variables... To fix the gap. When you say must, it means that you have a constant. You breach it, you're in trouble. You get it, you get what you want. Do you know what Jesus said to the lawyer? Verse 26, what is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? <laughs> I love it. I explained that to you last Sunday. How do you read it? How you read determines your success or your failure. Not what you read. How you read. Same thing with the scripture. How you read the Bible determines whether the Bible will work for you. Not what you read. It's how you read it. You may read in in your own human mind. You never succeed. When a writer writes, anybody who reads must read with the mind of the writer who was writing. Or else you will not get what he's saying. Neither will you retain what he's saying. So how do you read it? Because I know you are a reader of law. So the man answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Something varied in this very scripture and in Matthew 22, 34. There is a variation. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul and mind. Somebody added strength to it. <laughs> Hallelujah. This man might have probably been among the team of lawyers who asked for the first time. In the first time. So he had to add strength to it. It appears to me that he must have been one of the zealots too. So that there is nothing left out. And I showed you therefore from them, from these two statements. Number one. It says they are the conclusion of the Bible. Therefore, because Jesus says to him, you have answered correctly. 
So the man added strength, and Jesus said, you have answered correctly. And he says, do this, and you will live. Excuse me, this is a lawyer. <laughs> Who can say, I've been doing it all my life? But when Jesus said, how did you read it? He checked his intellect. Because how you read it determines how you do it. And Jesus said, if you do this exact, you will live. So, in that statement, it means that anybody who claims to be born again and does not do it, your salvation is questionable. Did you get me now? What are the key things they are for? The Bible concludes the, the four functions that is expected to, to, to manifest in love. The four functions. Number one, your heart must function in love. Number two, your soul must function in love. Number three, your mind. And number four, your strength as the lawyer added. And Jesus validated it. Why did Jesus validate it? Because talking about your mind, you are talking about the same thing. And your, your strength, you are talking about the same thing. Therefore, I said this to you, you should know. You are a spirit, you live in the body, and you have a mind. Then I told you, your heart and your soul, they are functions of your spirit. It is your heart and your soul that move your spirit, not your mind. But your mind and your strength, they are functions of your body. Your mind is connected to your body action. And your strength and your mind, they are controlling the body. Whereas, your soul and your heart controls your spirit man. You feed your soul and your spirit is strong. Alright? Third John. Doctor should know this because you are a doctor. I've seen you quoted it before. <laughs> you see that I got it. His doctor is the one behind the button in that place. He says, Dear friend, I pray that you might enjoy what good health and that you may all may go well with you, even as your what? As your what? As your what? So, give me the King James Version. <laughs> he says, Beloved, I wish above all things, come on now, above all things, all jokes, all seriousness, above them all. That thou, I love the thou, but when the Bible uses thou, you don't feel he's talking to somebody else. Mess, hallelujah, prosper, and in health, even as what? Your soul prospered. So, your soul and your heart strengthen your spirit. When a man is sick, his spirit is weak. And it said to us also that these are where the two parts of us that determine whether we fail or succeed. We'll look more about that when we look into soul. So, and I gave a definition of soul last Sunday, definition of mind, and definition of heart. And for the definition of heart, we recognize that the heart of a man is the source of his thoughts. That is biblical definition. The storehouse from where his reasoning emanates. And then we look at the issue of mind. It's your faculty of consciousness and thoughts triggered by your five senses of a man. That is your human mind. That's why it's the one responsible for your body and your actions and your inactions. This is responsible for the mental process contrasted with your physical action. Furthermore, it can 
been viewed as a as part of your response responsible part of you responsible for your awareness of the world around you and your responses towards them i.e feeling thoughts and reactions and your soul we looked at it this you know english dictionary the immortal and immaterial part of a human of a human being or animal regarded as immortal so your soul and your 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 soul is regarded as immortal it will never die however your your mind will die so there's something about the soul so this is what i i taught you last sunday now by the grace of god next sunday we'll go into those seven things doc can you please put them on the board again seven things about your heart and we'll look at all this when we get this true i tell you satan can't mess up anybody who go through this if you can understand what i'm teaching you you'll be free from all oppression you'll be free from all affliction you'll be free from all mess up man cannot mess you up i would mean that because somebody is your boss does not mean he has the power to mess you up you can be smarter than your boss really you should be smarter than your boss this is the way to get there shall we pray our god and king we thank you because of mercy we thank you because of your glory and power this is the first sunday of the month of august 2020 i commit all these your people and those listening to me across the globe by social media either youtube or other means the bible says you send your word and heal your people may the word you have had today heal your mind may the word you have had today heal your spirit may he heal your soul and keep your heart in perfect peace I pray God the Holy Spirit as an angel appeared to me in the month of March and said, Tell my people on earth that they have not been using God the Holy Spirit enough. And I said, why? He said, pray always to God the Holy Spirit to send his fire into your soul, into your mind, into your body, into your spirit. The church of God has sent the fire of God against the enemies, which is right and is biblical. However, did the Bible not also say that the Holy Spirit will purify you true and true? Did Jesus not say that a man planted a vineyard and he slept? When he slept, the enemy came and sowed tears. Is that not how Satan, through association with our people and through what we see sometimes on television and things, sow seeds in our subconscious mind, which will eventually generate thoughts in us, eventually, and become opinion? And some of those things have been responsible to destroy us. And so, the angel was correct when he said, Ask God the Holy Spirit to send fire to your mind, to your soul, to your spirit, to your body. To destroy everything the devil has coded, he said. The angel used the word coded. What Satan has coded in you, therefore, I command the fire of God to destroy them. In the name of Jesus. I command the fire of God to, to be sent to your mind. I command the fire of God to be sent to your heart. I command the fire of God to be sent to your spirit and your body. Everything that is of the devil, it is written, every tree that my heavenly father did not plant shall be pulled out from the root. And so whatever the enemy or man had planted into you who are listening to me which works against your destiny and against your god i cause them from your from their root to die and wither i command their fruit to be destroyed and i ask that the fire of god will enter into those dimensions and destroy everything the devil has planted in you Turn
must be destroyed totally with fire. In the name of Jesus, I command your mind to be purified, your heart purified, your soul purified, your spirit purified, your body purified. If you have been weak and weary, receive back your strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of laziness, frustration, I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive direction of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Your life is worth a living. God created you in His image. And so I command that by the likeness of God in you, you manifest the image of God in you to the fullest in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everything that is hurting you, I put to death in the name of Jesus. As God has ordained, you shall be. You will dwell in the presence. Say, your children shall dwell in the presence. You will dwell in the presence of God forever. And you will inherit the Zion and the Judah. Rebuilt by the Almighty. May the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, may he be with you. And may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Say, Amen. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Say, Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Say amen. May he send you help from his sanctuary in this month of August. Say amen. May the Lord grant you support from Zion. Say amen. May he remember all your sacrifices. Say amen. May the Lord accept all your tithes and offerings and your time that you have been given to him. Say amen. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart in this month of August. Say amen. May the Lord make all your plans succeed and resources will come to you from heaven in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May you shout for joy every day of August. May you have victory in every battle throughout this month. May you lift up the banner of the name of your God. In this month, God will fight your battle that the enemies will say his God is fighting for him. Where you have been hopeless, God will bring hope. Where you have been confused, Holy Ghost will give you direction. Those of you who have been having nightmare, enough of it. Now when you sleep, you will receive power. You will be stronger in your sleep than when you are awake. So that you can command the powers of hell in your sleep. And you can control the atmosphere of your sleep. Instead of nightmare and demons messing you up in your dream, you begin to have angelic encounter. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. They are ready for your service. And in this season, they have been serving you over the years. Now it is your time to communicate with them. It's your time to see them. It's your time to connect. Collaborate with heaven so that God's will be done in your life. And may the Lord look at all your requests and may Jehovah, the God of better, answer all your requests. Everyone said to be sick before me. And under my voice, I say, I discharge you from your ailments. In the name of the Father, by the blood of the Lamb, you are made whole. In the name of the Son, and I command peace and healing into your body. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now, let's keep our eyes closed. I want to give altar call. If someone listening to me anywhere in the globe, you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter what your life had been in the past, I want to tell you, Maybe if I tell you about my own ancestors, you will discover that my ancestors were worse than you. And so, God can still forgive when you ask Him. But you have to ask Him, for He will not invade you or enforce you. And He says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open, I will, I will save you. He saved the prostitute. He saved the murderer. He turned a murderer to a life giver called Paul. And so, you are going to pray with me this prayer, and you will be saved. 
say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my lips, Jesus, you are my Lord. I surrender my life to you. I ask you, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Save me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. As somebody listened to my voice that I saw that you're having like a sore in your throat. That sore is removed immediately in the name of Jesus. You are totally healed in that throat. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And by this time next Sunday you give testimony. Lord, we thank you for people who have given their life to you. And I welcome you into the kingdom. I will say, Amen.